Hello and welcome to XM Cinema. I am your host, Xavier Mustafa, and today we are talking about The Challenge, Total Madness, Seasons 35, Episode 9, entitled Backstabber. And as always, before we get into the episode, wherever you're listening to this podcast, go ahead and hit that subscribe button for me so you get every podcast when it drops. Also, you can follow me on my social medias at XM Cinema on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. So, let's talk about what happened last week. Last week ended with a double elimination where Bear and Jordan went home. So, we start with the aftermaths of... Aftermaths? Yeah, the aftermath. There we go. Of what happened last episode. And, you know, you have all these multiple conversations going on. You got Corey. Corey's itching to get a red skull after seeing Fessy and Nelson win theirs. He's the one out of that little trio that doesn't have one. Josh and Kayla are talking about the blind side. Josh brings up his conversation with Swaggy during the double elimination that had just happened. Josh is concerned about coming into the house with an alliance with Swaggy and Bailey, but knows that they are working with Wes. He feels that they won't have his back at the end of the day. Swaggy sees Bailey and Wes are having a conversation where Swaggy tells Wes, hey, you got to be careful, man, because you pissed off a lot of people tonight. Wes basically says they'll talk and be upset because they are scared. He asked Swaggy who was talking. Swaggy says Josh and the girls, referencing the Holy Twin, the Holy Trinity. Wes says that he knows that he's known the Holy Trinity. Yeah, I can't talk today. He knows the Holy Trinity. There we go. For ten years, and is not worried. Bailey and Confessional says that they need to keep their alliance with Wes under wraps because they know. Josh gets paranoid and that he has issues with Wes and they can't have that because they have loyalties on both sides. Then we get to my buddy D. Now I was hoping that I could pretty much avoid talking about D because she really didn't do anything last episode. She's like, sweet, whole episode I don't got to talk about it, but this episode she was all over it. So back to my favorite D. D wants to find the easiest way to get to a final and easiest way to win the final. So she talks with Rogan about wanting to throw in a strong competitor like Jenny and get her out. She says that Jenny was her number one until she got her red skull. Rogan feels a certain way because D has always said Jenny was her number one girl and Rogan was her number one guy. And now she's talking about getting rid of her number one girl. So he says, where does that leave me? D asks for his help, and he says no. Going out of his way to target the strongest allies in the game is suicidal. She smugly calls herself a proper psychopath. Whatever that means, D. Whatever. So then we get to, um, they're about to start the challenge, and TJ announces that Big T is going to have to leave because of the injury that she sustained on her foot, the, uh, the night prior, the night prior. So then we get into the challenge. This challenge is called Tunnel Rats. And basically, what you have to do is you have a team of either four or five. and Each one of you have to go down into this hole into a quote-unquote sewer that um, you would have to swim to five puzzle pieces, retrieve the puzzle pieces, get out of the sewer, and then assemble those pieces into a puzzle. Uh, this is a double girls elimination that, that gets announced. And we get our teams. Team one is Fessy, Nelson, Casey, and Jenny. Team two is Bananas, Rogan, 
Kyle, Melissa, and Jenna. Team three is Wes, Corey, Bailey, Nani, and D. Team four is Josh, Swaggy, Anissa, Maddie, and Kayla. So we end up with one going against two. Um, that was eh, nothing really clear. Not really interesting really happened in that one. Uh, team two won that one. Then you had three versus four. Uh, and then team three versus four, you had Swaggy who jumps into the sewer and immediately starts to drown. And he's like, oh, man, it was so deep, and I don't know how to swim, and I just try to freak it out. So they end up getting him out of the water. Now, because they got him out of the water, and this is a team of uh, five, an extra person had to go back and get Swaggy's piece. So that ended up being Josh. So Josh swims all the way back, gets the piece. Uh, by the time we get to the puzzle, team three has already got, a, got ahead of the game. Also, they had some stronger swimmers than, you know, they had on Team 4. Uh, so, they end up uh, winning that round, and they end up timing out. So, Team 4 didn't, you know, they had no chance of winning. So, Josh is very upset about this uh, because he's like, hey, you didn't even give me a chance to help work on the puzzle. And I forgot which girl it was. I want to say it was Kayla, but don't quote me. Um, they pretty much took... Uh, the lead on the puzzle and Josh felt he couldn't say anything. So he's quite upset about it. So then you get uh, the winner, which actually ended up being team three. So that was a team of Wes, Corey, Bailey, Nani, and D. So they will form the tribal, uh, the tribunal rather. Melissa expressed her concerns about being nominated and then being blindsided. If it's going against someone she doesn't want to go against. Let me say that again, because I screwed it all up. Melissa expresses her concerns about being nominated and then being blindsided and having to go against someone that she doesn't want to go against. There we go. Dee points out that out of the 10 girls, two are getting nominated, four are get going before the tribunal, and three are on the tribunal, leaving only one girl to not have their name mentioned. Jenna calls Zach, gets no answer. Nani says she loves Jenna, but if she wants to leave, then go. Because they're tired of her kind of complaining and, you know, kind of moping around or whatnot. So they're like, hey, you want to go? You can go. So then we get the nominations. Casey and Nisa both nominate themselves because they want to go down there and get their red skulls. Jenna feels that she can trust the tribunal not to put her in because she has friends there. So she thinks... Not she doesn't know that she has a snake in them in her midst by the name of D, but we'll get on that in a moment. So Nani, D, and Bailey are talking about their options. Nani and Bailey agreed that it's a game and that they don't wanna if if they if it's a game that they don't wanna participate in, they're going to go big, meaning they're gonna nominate one of the strong players and they get to talking about Jenny. They don't want to see her in the final, so that's basically why they want to get her in and get her out. Dee, being the sneaky, unloyal person that she is, says that, oh, I'd rather not know your plan, and basically she just wants to have deniability and say, hey, I didn't say your name, they did. Which I guess is a smart play by Dee, but this just proves how much of a snake she is. 
D would rather Nanny and Bailey say say Jenny's name than her. Rogan, <laughs> which I think is hilarious, that is Rogan of all people. Rogan goes to Jenny and tells exactly what was said between him and D. He said that he would like to get rid of D because he's scared of her and that he's not allowed to enjoy himself while he's here in the house. Now, what angers me about this conversation is that he says that, okay, he's not allowed to enjoy himself in the house, but you guys just plotted against, um, ah, I can't even remember his name now. Um, they finally got him out not too long ago. The one D was flirting with and, you know, ended up ruining his entire game basically because he kept having Rogan nipping at his tail every chance he got. But you, you, you come into the house. You set up this whole scenario to make Rogan jealous. You put a target on another guy's back just so you can get Rogan to like you more, whatever the case may be. I don't know. I don't I don't get it. But this is just the type of person that he is. So I think it's ironic that Rogan is the one that actually starts to bring her house of cards tumbling down. But unfortunately, she is on the tribunal, so, you know, ain't much he can do now. But uh, he tells um, he tells Jenny to be ready for tomorrow, just in case. Let me take that back. He Rogan tells Jenny to be prepared for tomorrow, just in case she goes down, and not to react when it happens, because she can take care of it at the next girl's elimination. So basically saying, hey. This is going to happen tomorrow. Be ready for it. And this is what we're going to do afterwards, which is basically probably put D up and get her out of there. So, again, they go to the after bar. They're partying, having a good time. Banana tells Jenna that she's in a position that others would love to be in. She has a punch ticket to the finals, and she wants to go home. Now, she replies, I don't want to go home. I don't know why people keep saying I want to go home. She hates that people thinks that she wants to go home. And just because sometimes she's sad and sometimes she talks about her situation with Zach. So then you get D and D is pretty much ignoring uh, Jenny, not making eye contact with her, which he notices. Um, and then uh, I think Jenna gets up from the table. She walks off. And then Bananas and Josh are having a conversation about fake people. And then Josh starts throwing shade at Swaggy C. Now, if you remember last week's episode, um, that's when Wes figured, oh, not Wes, that's when Josh figured out that, you know, Swaggy C and Bailey were working with Wes uh, in between the uh, double eliminations. So he's not happy and feels that he's acting very fake. So they get into this big argument, and then this is where I have a problem with Josh, okay? Now, I like Josh. I want to root for Josh, but Josh makes it so hard for me sometimes because he does not know when to pick and choose his battles. He sat there, and Swaggy was trying to talk to him in a normal voice, and you had him just getting louder and louder and more obnoxious and more obnoxious. And it was just like, like it got to the point where Swaggy couldn't take it no more. And then he got up and 
I think he called him a uh, the P word. I want to keep this a family friendly show. Calls him the P word, starts to walk off. Josh gets so mad, he gets up and pours a drink on Swaggy, and Swaggy walked away. So Swaggy comes back. He's ready to fight. They're yelling and screaming back and forth. Josh is getting up on bar tables or uh, bars and yelling and screaming and craziness. Now, this kind of hurts my heart a little bit because I am team Big Brother in this game because Big Brother is my show. I love that show. And I hate to see that two of my Big Brother people are fighting with each other. I hope that, you know, they kiss and make up. No, necessarily have to kiss, but I hope they make up. They can kiss if they want to, whatever, free country. Uh, but I hope they make it up because I think that them two, uh, Casey, Bailey, all those guys from Big Brother, I think they could be, you know, they're doing well in the game so far for the most part. I mean, Josh is kind of just, I don't want to say floater, but he's kind of floating right now. But then on the other side, you got Melissa kind of floating too. Um, but I think the dynamic of this game with these people having to get the, these red skulls, you can only float for so long. I have to actually put Wes in that category because Wes is afraid to go down. Bananas is afraid to go down. But if they want to get into the finals, they are going to have to go down. And I think we're going to have a situation where we're going to get Wes versus Josh. And I'm... So it sounds like I'm, I'm rooting against Josh. But I want it to be a mental comp. And I want Wes to defeat Josh. And then that way, Josh can hopefully go home, reset, come back to a challenge, and actually have his mind focused on anything other than Wes. Because this whole fake rivalry thing, or I don't say fake rivalry, because it's a rivalry to him, but not to Wes, is, is, is distracting for him. And I think he needs to be focused. So for that, I want him to go home and, you know, try again. So we get to the tribunal. The tribunal decides on Kayla, Jenna, Melissa, and Jenny. So Kayla gets in there. She says that, hey, I want to get nominated. I want to get my red skull. I want to go against KC. Um, and she wants to be a bad AB. All right, I'm not going to say what that means. But Wes asks her about, hey, you know, will you be an ally to us if, you know, we help you out? She says that, you know, she's the only one person, but she can do what she can. So they bring Jenna in there and they pretty much question Jenna about, you know, rather if she's here for the long haul or if she's just trying to, you know, manage week to week because their situation with Jack, uh, Zach, I said Jack, with Zach. Um, that was basically just that conversation. Melissa gets in there and she says that she prefers not to be there because, you know, she's a floater because she doesn't want to face Nisa or Casey because they are bigger, stronger girls. She pledges to have the tribunals back if they were to stand behind her and not nominate her. Corey calls out the fact that she has a lot of allies that are still left in the game that would essentially come before him. But she says when she makes a promise that she's keep that she keeps it. Then you get Jenny in there. I tried my best to take notes about what Jenny was saying in this tribunal uh, interview. And I, I I just couldn't. She just kind of rambled on and on about stuff to the point where the tribunal was like, okay, yeah, we can't talk about this all day, so uh, thank you. 
And then they talked about how she was just kind of rambling on and on. So then we get to Purgatory. First thing TJ asks, does anybody want to volunteer from the tribunal? And of course, no one does. Casey is up first. They get four votes for Kayla and one vote for Jenny, which was 90. Keep in mind, Kayla is a friend of hers, so of course she does not want to nominate Kayla. So then we have the second match uh, set up. Anissa, and she gets, well, I don't say she gets. The tribunal puts four votes on Jenna and then one vote for Jenny, which also was Nanny, because of course Jenna is a friend of Nani. So this particular game was called Bombs Away. And basically in this game is you have these, um, those workout um, heavy balls. I think they're called medicine balls. Don't quote me on that. I'm not a gym person, but I believe they're called medicine balls. So you had quote unquote a hundred of them. I don't think there was a hundred in there to be honest, but they say it was a hundred of them. And basically what you had to do is you had to jump in this container with them and you had to lift them up. And get them all out of there. And once you got them all out of there, you have to run out to a um, a can and press a button and you get an explosion. So the first battle, we have Casey versus Kayla. And they tried to make it seem like it was a back and forth battle. But when you actually looked at the pace that KC kept up the entire uh, the entire game, you could tell that she was way ahead of ahead of her. KC just kept this great pace when she was just chucking them out left and right. Uh, so KC ends up winning that one, so she gets her red skull, and then we get to Anissa and Jenna. And what was kind of cool about this one is. This one actually looked like it legitimately could have went either way. Um, it At one point, Jenna was just killing it. And she was at it, going at a faster pace than Anissa was. But uh, Jenna eventually started slowing down and tired herself out. And that's when, Nina, uh, Nina, that's when Anissa put it in high gear and started chucking those balls out quicker. Um, Anissa ends up winning. Uh, what... What was kind of funny about that one is you had Wes actually make a comment like, wow, we think she wants to go home. And every time we put her down there, she she gets somebody eliminated. But not this time. Nisa goes home. And so you have now have Casey and Anissa with red skulls. So now we are past the halfway point of this game. I get this gut feeling that there's not going to be too many elimination challenges coming up. So now is a situation where we're going to see this frantic uh, pace towards people needing to get their red skulls. The time for waiting is over because there's not, like I said, there's not going to be that many uh, opportunities for people to get their red skulls. So I'm kind of want to see how West and Bananas are going to start maneuvering themselves to be in those positions. I mean, because you think about all the guys that are left. You got Josh, who they think of is pretty weak. You have Swaggy C, who I don't think anybody considers him to be weak. Of course, which has something to do with swimming is pretty weak at, but you know, usually you don't have a swimming challenge in Purgatory. Uh, who else is left as far as guys? 
Uh, you have Kyle. Kyle's an easy victory, in my opinion. And can't think of anybody else. And then for the girls, you got Jenna. No, she's gone. You got Jenny. You got Bailey, which, you know what? Bailey as a competitor, to me, is very weak. I don't, I don't, you know, granted, I haven't seen her dominate any challenges yet because everything she's won so far has been a team effort. Uh, but I'm interested to see how she does. I don't see her being strong. I don't see Melissa being strong. Um, I really don't see Nana as being strong either. So I'm, I'm interested in what's going to happen uh, with these girls and the guys going forward. But like I said, these people got to get their red skulls. I actually didn't think I was going to like this little twist on the on the game because I thought it was one of those situations where production was going to back themselves into a corner. But it did start that way, but now it's like, okay, you can really feel the pressure right now. So, so that is my uh, overview of, I was going to say Westworld. God, I don't even know what show I'm doing. I'm off today. I apologize, everybody. But this is my review of The Challenge, Total Madness, Season 35, Episode 9, Backstabber. Now, I do want to let you guys know some more podcasts are coming. I have decided that I'm going to do a review of Insecure. Um, It's going to be once a week, uh, one episode at a time. And then I'm going to be reviewing Clone Wars. The only thing I have not decided is I'm definitely not going to do that episode by episode because those are very, very short episodes. There will be a lot of podcasting. So I'm thinking about either breaking them up into uh, maybe four episodes or maybe half a season. I haven't decided that yet, but you will have uh, probably both of those by the end of this week. So make sure wherever you're listening to this podcast, you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Also, if you are listening to this on Apple iTunes, feel free to give me a five-star review. And leave me some comments. Let me know how you guys are liking the podcast so far, if you like the podcast. If you don't, let me know what you don't like. You know, maybe I can make some changes or some tweaks uh, to make you like it more. And you can also follow me on my social medias, XM Cinema, on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. You can leave me messages there as well. So until later, you guys have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of your week, and I will talk to you soon.